Hey everyone, this is Sarah with Corn Fed Witch. I'm here for another episode of Amazing Witchiness and Education, especially for the beginning practitioner. I am here to educate you on calling the quarters and invoking. Now, invoking is kind of it's kind of more intense. Depending on your tradition, you may have things that you follow and don't follow. And I'm just going to pretty much give you just a rundown of it. But I wanted to include that with the calling the quarters. Because that is a pretty standard way to begin a ritual. Um, after you ground, um, you call the quarters. Actually, let me check. Do, do, do. Yes, after you ground, you... you Call the quarters traditionally. You can switch it up if you're a different tradition or if it doesn't feel right to you. Do whatever feels right. That's really important. I will always stress that, that unless you are doing something a particular way because you're following a particular tradition, you need to do what feels right. If it doesn't feel right, it's not going to work and your magic's not going to turn out the way that you want it. Or it may not work at all. So, I do have plans to go into each of the quarters specifically with different correspondences that are attributed to them in, each, in separate episodes just to kind of dedicate it. Because each direction has different properties associated with them and they can be applied to everything from tarot cards to herbs to magical beans etc 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 so i'm going to begin this in that i am also going to refer to queen circles and ceremonies again they're pretty good and the reason why i read text to you is so that you can get a feel of what which literature is like and give you some authors that you can Spring off and start to read. I may, I will randomly pick correspondences today because I honestly I just started a new job and I haven't had the time to think it out for this particular thing. I will go into correspondences though when I do each episode that's dedicated to the quarters. So we're going to start with what are the quarters. They are are simply the directions like north east south and west never eat soggy waffles they could also be called the watchtowers which is a little bit different but not totally so that's another thing that you will want to work especially if you need to call a guardian like for protection if you're just calling just energies and maybe you want to just do the directions so i'm going to bring up Creating circles and ceremonies here. La la la. Got the bookmarked. And I'll, of course, give you some, some examples of how to call the quarters. So I'm going to give you a brief introduction that they have here by Oberon Zell Ravenheart. So after the circle is cast, next step in the ritual is calling the quarters. In the home tradition, any member of the circle may be asked to volunteer 
harass, or volunteer to call one of the quarters. And this is a place where our kids and newcomers often take important parts. The magic circle, like a clock face, is also a map of time and space. As such, it has four cardinal points of the compass, north, south, east, and west. Each of these points has special associations or correspondences, which we call to remind us of where and when we are. Each of the directions is associated with one of the four elements. East is air, south, fire, west, water, and north, earth. The words of these callings, which may be in the form of chants and songs, are based on these correspondences, so familiarize yourself with them. And there's a, a neat little chart here. But once again, I will go into that a little bit more deeper in each episode that's, directed, that's dedicated to the directions. So, in order to understand the the calling of the quarters, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go into the elements here. There's a nice little so there's a nice little essay um, called the Elements by Oberon. It's the next section. So the four elements of magic are not the same as the hundred plus atomic elements of chemistry. The elements of magic are earth, fire water and air, known the non-magical people as solid, liquid, plasma, and gas. All matter in the universe exists only in those four states, which were first identified as the basis of all life and being by the ah, 5th century BCE Sicilian philosopher, I'm sorry, I cannot speak, Epidocles. This concept was an essential teaching of Aristotle and the Pythagorean mysteries of ancient Greece. It has formed the basis of many systems of magic, such as those from the Middle East, Egypt, Greece, and Rome, as well as hermetics, alchemy, modern occultism, ceremonial magic, witchcraft, and wizardry. It is the most widely used conceptual model in the world. It is the foundation of the Enochian magical system, the tarot, astrology, the seasons, and the magic circle. The ubiquity of this concept means that the most magical tool you can have is a simple candle. The hard wax candle itself is solid or earth. The flame is plasma or fire. The melted wax is liquid or water. And the smoke is gas or air. Many powerful spells need nothing but a candle and your will to make them work. Furthermore, each element is imbued, as is everything in the universe, with the non-physical essence of the divine, which we generally call spirit. Just as each person is a unique manifestation of the divine, so is every animal, every plant, every ecosystem. So spirit is often considered to be the fifth element, distinguishing living beings from dead or inanimate objects. Energy, of course, is neither an element nor a state of matter, but matter and energy can be converted into each other. As Einstein pointed out in his famous equation, E equals mc squared. We'll talk more about energy when we get to the section on raising the power. Or, you know, the Kona power. Which I'll probably reference Jason Mankey in that because he is awesome at describing it. There are also magical creatures or spirits associated with each element. These are called elementals. The air elementals are sylphs and they look like winged fairies. Fire elementals are salamanders and they can take any shape or size. But mostly they appear as flaming lizards or dragons. Winter elementals are undines. And they look like mermaids, and earth elementals are gnomes, which are stout, wrinkled little people who live underground. You may visualize these elementals as you call their respective quarters. 
There are also animals, both mundane and magical, as well as archangels associated with the quarters. In recent years, however, dragons of different colors and attributes have become increasingly popular as guardians of the four directions. Exquisite figurines of these are becoming widely available, and many wizards are procuring a set for their quarter altars. It is customary to have an object representing each of the elements on your altar. Many people just use their magical tools, which have their own elemental associations. But you may also use a feather, bell or incense for air, a candle for fire, a cup for water, or a cup of water or seashell for water, and a crystal stone deal or a bowl of salt for earth. In the home tradition, which I guess is their own personal tradition, we often set up uh, small altars at each of the four quarters on the outer edge of the circle area, which were then decorated with appropriate symbols and colors. At nighttime rituals, these usually include votive candles and colored glass holders, yellow for air, red for fire, blue for water, and green for earth. So, as you can tell, each, each element has its own properties that you're going to invoke when you do your circle. You want all the elements to be present so that you have everything represented in in your workings because everything is made out of those elements. And that's actually how the pentacle is designed is each each little point is uh is an element. And you can invoke them differently by doing different types of pentagrams in the air or and you can you can banish them doing the reverse so because i am this is just kind of like a broad overview because i like to keep things one-on-one and really good for beginners and then progressively to get advanced etc um i'm going to talk about invoking the quarters so usually if there is if there's enough people, and depending on the, the circumstance and what you're doing, you may have each or each person or have different people be each quarters. Or if you're working in like a tradition or what have you, you may have like a high priest or a high priestess do it. Or you can have just one person do it or have them switch off. Whichever feels right. I personally, I do like drawing the pentagram when I am, or pentacle, I'm sorry, when I'm summoning the quarters myself if I'm not working with other people. If I am working with other people, I do like to involve them because I think everyone needs to have their own spirit or their own effort in the circle. Everyone should contribute equally. And I, I don't like just one person doing everything. So let's, let's see what, what Oberon has to say about invoking. If there are enough people in a circle, we'll ask a different person to call each quarter. But if the circle is very small or solitary, one person or a whole group together may call all four. As I have said before, in the northern hemisphere, we generally begin in the east, where the sun rises and goes Or I always mispronounce that which is counterclockwise, oh, clockwise, I'm sorry, except at Satwin and Walpurgisnacht, which is May Eve. When we begin in the west, 
and go Wittershins, which is counterclockwise. In the southern hemisphere, most correspondences of north and south are obviously reversed, but east and west are a bit more complicated. Since the elemental system of western magic evolved in Europe, for the Atlantic Ocean was a great western sea, it made perfect sense to associate the element of water with the west. This is also true in West Africa, the western half of the Americas, and in West Australia, but in those lands where the ocean is to the east, such as the Eastern Americas, Asia, and Eastern Australia, this association seems incongruous. Therefore, many magical practitioners and ritualists in these places quite reasonably attribute the traditional correspondences of water to the east. But this doesn't work for all directional correspondences, because the sun still rises in the east, no matter where you are, and the aspects of the quarters that correlate with the turning earth have to be separated out from those that correlate with the elements. Admirably, Australian practitioners have done this and should be consulted in workings south of the equator. Also, some ritualists may, on various occasions, call additional directions such as up, the grade above, down, the grade below, or center. We suggest that you start with the standard four, and then you may add others when you feel comfortable enough in your ritual work to understand the additional complexity of such symbolism. In the home tradition, we have special gestures or mudras in which we hold our arms at each quarter to identify the essence of each element. The powers of each element are invoked or called in at this time. This kind of prayer is thus called an invocation or calling in. For small circles, the person doing the calling stands in that direction and faces outward. But for larger circles, the caller will stand opposite the direction facing across the circle so everyone can see and hear him or her or them. This is known as cross-calling. So, I mentioned earlier that invocation is also what you do when you summon the gods. And, well, yeah, yeah, I mentioned that invocation and calling the quarters in separate terms. So, invocations, you want to call them in. So, I'm going to go ahead and give some examples of invocations for the calling the quarters. There are several of them available. Millions, possibly thousands, possibly billions. You can also... You can also write your own. I myself wrote one for my Hecate personal dedication. It's great. Whatever feels right to you. So, do, do, do. This book is amazing. It has lots of different ones. Okay. Get a drink of my water. Water is so great. I just got done running two and a half miles. So, I, I'm pretty good. Pretty great in that. So, I'm going to give you a couple different ones. So, here's one that's an invocation of the watchers, which are the watchers, the guardians of the watchtowers, like the gnomes and the undines and all that. It's called Invocation of the Watchers. Let's see if who I give credit to. Oh, it's by Diana Paxson. Ye watchers of the eastern tower, wings that bear the spirit higher, wardens of the winds of power, creatures of air, our, worlds, our words inspire. Hail and be welcome. Watchers of the south, whose fire fills the heart and hearth with light and love to warm the world entire. In soul and body now burn bright, hail and be welcome. Western watchers, by whose might 
The moon turns cycle through the sea. Sweet waters send from cloud and height to ease our thirst for harmony. Hail and be welcome. Ye watchers of the north, by tree, by soil and stone, foundations flower. The source of all stability uphold us in the sacred hour. Hail and be welcome. And you notice that they are welcoming the elements. As with any invocation, you want to make sure that whatever you're invoking is welcome. So, do, do, do. so here's, here's one. It's called Elements of a New Dawn by Ed Fitch. Winds of the airy heights blow soft and pure, sweeping around me. Flames of sun's heat burn hot and joyous, spilling about me. Waters of the flowing torrents follow cool and refreshing, washing about me. Hills most dark and mossy be peaceful and healing, encompassing about me. Do, 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 do. All right, and I'm going to do uh, pentagrams of the guardians. So this one goes, the pentagram of golden light from eastern realms begin your flight. Of Zephyr's breath on wings of storm, at our eastern gate you'll take your form. O guardians of the golden east, attend and sanctify your feast, or our feast. By a pentagram of flaming red, from southern realms your course be sped. By bales far as flame, by candles light. At our southern gate, you'll watch this night. O guardians of the southern tower, attend and lend to us your power. By pentagram of azure hue, I'm sorry, I do know how to speak. From western lands, your course pursue. By ocean wave, by rivers laugh, at our western gate, you'll guard the path. O guardians of the western shore, attend where we have gone before. By pentagram of forest green, in sylvan glade, your forms are seen. By branch and root, and by rock and loam, our northern gate, our northern gate will be your home. O oh, guardians of the northern lights, attend and witness these are rights, these our rights. By Tom Williams, and of course, now, so you're getting the idea of how you can summon the quarters in verse. Now I want to include. This is meant to be sang or chanted. So this is by Doreen Valente. Or Valiente. She is amazing. Check out her writings. You will not be disappointed. They are a little bit old style. But she is one of the founders of modern day Wicca. And I should really just do an episode just on her because she is amazing. She um she was also I think she was present when Gerald Gardner had his cohorts do a ritual where they they willed Hitler not to invade England during World War II. It's pretty great stuff. This is called the Witch's Room. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. The Witch's Room. 
Darksome night and shining moon, east then west then west then north. Hearken to the witch's rune, here come I to call thee forth. Earth and water, air and fire, wand, pentacle, cup and sword. Work ye unto my desire, hearken ye unto my word. Cords and censer, scourge and knife, powers of the witch's blade. Waken all ye into life, come ye as the charm is made. Queen of heaven, earth and hell, horned hunter of the night. Lend your power unto the spell. Work my will by magic right, by all the power of land and sea, by all the might of moon and sun. As I do will, so mote it be. Chant a spell and be it done. So, those are some ways that you can call the quarters. Now, I do... I want to go into invoking a little bit into inviting the deities. Now, I am, I'm going to do this briefly because, because you don't want... Well, beginners can do it. I'm going to say that because you can invoke gods and evoke gods. You just need to be respectful. You need to preferably start a relationship with that god or goddess. So, depending on your working, you want to maybe work with a god that that deals specifically with what you want. Like, maybe if you're do, working with communication, like you want better communication between you and your friends or your partner, I, or something like that. Or you just want to be a better communicator, you might invoke Hermes or Mercury. Well, I think Hermes. Eh. Invoke Mercury. He's really great with... With communication. But the reason why I wanted to briefly do it is because you don't want to do this frivolously. You want to make sure that you are absolutely okay with bothering the, well, asking the gods. Because they may show up in ways that are unexpected. But they love you. And you should also trust them too. Just anytime that you're invoking something, I just like to have those caveats, I guess. Those caveats there for you, just to make sure that you're prepared. So, let's see. So, and... Part of the reason why I, I I wanted to get into this in a different episode is, or at least later on, is because, well, depending on your tradition, there may be more, like, ancient power that can be invoked. And we could, I, I do want to discuss drawing down the moon. That is something in and of itself, which I'll, I'll get into. But basically... When you invoke, you call in and ask. And that's just a rundown of it. I just really wanted to focus on the quarters today and invoking those. So, and now you know how to invoke the quarters and call them. And, of course, I'm doing a cycle so that the next... Next one in this series should be Cakes and Ale, because we did briefly touch on it. Actually, I might do Invoking next. I, 
I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. So I'm going to pick a random herb. Do, 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 random, random. Ah, here's a pea. This is a pea. It's planted, it, or the Latin name is Pisum sativum. Sativum. The planet is Venus. This element is Earth. Its powers are money and love and magical uses. Shelling peas brings fortune and profits in business. And the dried peas are used in monetary mixtures. If a woman finds a pod containing exactly nine peas, she should hang it over the door. The first eligible man or woman to walk under the pod will be her future husband. If she's unmarried or a future wife, I like to be inclusive. And that's also from um, Payham's Encyclopedia of Magic Herbs. Magical Herbs. And I have Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Crystal, Gem, and Metal Magic for our stone. Trying to find a good one. Do, 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 do. Selenite. Its energy is receptive. The planet is moon. Its element is water. Its power is reconcile, reconciliation and energy. Magical uses. Selenite is clear, layered mineral, superficially resembling calcite. Named for Selene, an ancient moon goddess, it is exchanged between lovers for reconciliation. This stone is also worn to lend energy to the body. Now, I also, I keep a little piece of selenite in my main tarot decks for like a perpetual cleanse because it is good for cleansing. So there you have it. You have the calling quarters and a couple correspondences to work with. Um, just some, a shout out here to my best friend, Stella. She had me on her podcast recently regarding like the legitimacy of neo-paganism. I was on that podcast, so go ahead and check it out. Her the podcast name is Stella Speaks Advanced Bitchcraft. She's pretty great. Check her out. I'm also on Patreon and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can email me your witchy tips at cornfedwitch at gmail.com. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Corn Fed Witch. Once again, my name is Sarah. You have a blessed week.